Welcome to Clued in Mystery. I'm Sarah. And I'm Brooke. And we both love mystery. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Sarah. How have you been? I've been really well. How about you? Yeah, I'm good too. And um, I've been watching some pretty great mystery TV shows. What about you? Yeah. Earlier this year, I know you'll remember that we did an episode about some of our favorite mysteries on screen. And we also did a couple of episodes about screen adaptations. But just like books, there's always, uh, you know, new shows to to watch. So why don't we talk a little bit about what we've been watching? That sounds great. So I will get started by talking about The Lincoln Lawyer, which is a series on Netflix, and it's based on the books that uh, were written by Michael Connelly. And so at some point, I think we should do an episode about legal thrillers. But as the title suggests, this features a lawyer um, investigating, you know, serving as the sleuth. There's two seasons on Netflix. Uh, and the second season, I'm partway through watching that. And I, I actually have read the book that this season is based on. They've adjusted the story a little bit, but all of the main points they are sticking true to. And uh, I, I enjoyed the book and I'm enjoying the series so far. Um, something that I think is really interesting about Michael Connolly is, so he's got another series of books that have been adapted for screen. Um, and that's his Bosch series, which... I haven't read, but um, and I haven't watched either, but uh, I think that those are police procedural. And there's some crossover between the Lincoln Lawyer books and the Bosch books. Um, actually, I have read a Bosch book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but there's there's some crossover between, between the two series. Um, I haven't seen that yet in the Lincoln Lawyer, but, uh, you know, there's some opportunity there because he does also have a Netflix. I think it's on Netflix, the the Bosch series. I've seen the first season of of that series, and I th- I'm not sure if I had a hard time with it because there's also the Matthew McConaughey movie that is um, the Lincoln Lawyer, and I mean that is just like two very different representations of that um, attorney. Both good, but it was just like it was very different than. Um, than the other portrayal. So, um, but yeah, great stories, great mysteries. And I thought that the characterization was really good. Like the, the Mm -hmm. way the characters interact with each other. Yeah, I agree. So, um, something I've been watching lately is bones, which is funny because yes, this is an old one an oldie, (laughs) but goodie, but I was researching something I'm working on personally. I had an idea for like a clue drop and I kind of wanted to get some ideas. And I remembered an old episode of bones where something similar happened. So, you know, the power of streaming, you can go back and watch these old uh, shows and it got me hooked on it. I really like these. So this is like, you know, I, I make a sandwich for lunch and I turn on a 30 minute bones and they're pretty fun. Um, the banter is really good and it's fun to see a, um, you know, this is a forensic mystery, but it's very lighthearted. So it's fun to see that they make this into like almost like a cozy, even though it's forensic, which is, you know, pretty gruesome at times, but, um, I've been having fun revisiting bones. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I've, I've watched, I don't think I've seen everything, but I've seen a lot of episodes. It's been a long time since I've read any of the books though. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, maybe that's another, uh, 
episode idea is to do kind of that forensic mystery. Right. There's, you know, several, um, several authors who've written in that, in that genre. Um, so we're almost through, uh, watching Sister Boniface, which is a spinoff of Father Brown, who we know was a character that was originally written by G.K. Chesterton. Sister Boniface was a character in one of the episodes of Father Brown, the BBC most recent version of Father Brown. I guess she was well received. And so she's been spun off into her own series. And I like that this takes place about a decade later than the Father Brown mysteries. And so you can really see the difference in terms of the clothing that the characters are wearing, but even just kind of the the way that the characters interact, you get a sense that, you know, it's a different, it's a different decade and and life is changing for them. Oh, that's great. Yes, that's another one that looks really good to me. I love, I love British mysteries. <laughs> Well, I've also been watching the latest season, season three of Only Murders in the Building. Uh, I was really, really anxiously awaiting this one. Um, I have to admit, I don't think this is my favorite of the seasons. Um, there have been some changing of the way they tell the story. And um, I kind of miss the threesome working together really closely to solve the crime. But um heck it's such a great it's such a great ensemble cast it's it's still a lot of fun and there is one scene that martin short who is oliver is having dinner with loretta and it reminded me so much of this classic dinner scene that martin short has in his movie pure luck where and if you know you know like the straw goes up his nose i mean you know it's classic martin short and so there's this dinner scene in this episode of only murders in the building that to me just really draws back to that and it's such classic martin short and that some of that physical comedy that he's known for um i don't know it was just it was a a high point for me so I've been I've been watching the third season as well, and I have to agree. I don't think it's my favorite of their seasons. I think that first one was really magical, mm-hmm. um, and it was always going to be really hard for them to recapture that without people saying like, "We've already seen you do this." Um, I still really enjoy it, um, and that kind of lighter, lighter comedy sort of comedic mystery um, is similar to uh, The After Party, which I've been watching. Uh, And so this is streaming on Apple TV. And uh, the premise is there's a high school reunion and the characters go to a party after the, you know, uh, main event at the at the high school and someone dies. And uh, it's pretty light in terms of the... um, the tone of the of the show, um, I laugh far more than I do in most in most mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I would I would recommend it. It's I think they have two seasons, and I'm just um, kind of partway through the first season. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth a watch. That sounds so good. I've noticed that Apple TV has a lot of great looking mysteries. And that's not something that I um, subscribe to. And I'm always sad. I'm like, oh, Apple TV is on it with the mysteries. I may, I may have to, uh, <laughs> I may have to jump in. Well, something that I'm looking forward to that um, I haven't 
gotten into yet, but plan on is The Sinner season four. And here at my house, we've watched all the other seasons. And these follow um, emotionally damaged poor Harry Ambrose. He's he's a detective that has definitely had a hard time. Um, but each season is a new homicide that he investigates. And um, that original was adapted from a novel by Petra Hamisfar. It's a good one. It's, very, it's more cerebral. It's pretty slow moving, not a lot of action, but um, it, it's been a good series that we've enjoyed. I've never watched any of that. Um, is it is it on Netflix, did you say? Yes, that's a Netflix one. No, I haven't I haven't watched that one. On Netflix, you will find several Harlan Coben adaptations because uh, he signed, I think it was like a multi-book agreement with Netflix for them to adapt, you know, his his stories. Um, and they are all domestic thrillers, domestic suspense. Um, and I've never actually read any of his books, but I just had a hold come through at the library. So I will be fixing that very soon. One thing that I found really interesting about his adaptations is that they're not all in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's one in French, one in Polish, um, maybe a couple in Polish, uh, one in Spanish, and then uh, a few in English. Uh, and I- I've enjoyed the ones that I've watched. I haven't watched all of them, but I have enjoyed the ones that that um, that I've watched. And on Prime is another adaptation of his um his books and that is shelter so this is more ya um and i didn't realize this but it's a spin-off so it's based on a series of books that he wrote which was a spin-off from another series of books that he wrote um and i can see in the show where they've recognized or acknowledged some of those other characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it, it's really interesting. But, you know, this this one is on Prime, whereas most of his other ones are on Netflix, which I thought was um, interesting. It's, uh, you know, filled with characters who, uh, all of whom have, you know, secrets that they're keeping. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of twists. I've watched a couple of episodes and I can't wait to watch the next one. We've watched several of those as well over on Netflix. And um, I think it's interesting. And, oh, this will come up again in a in another sort of franchise that I'm going to reference later. But um, have you noticed that it's many times the same actors? It's almost like they have some sort of a group that have like joined in to uh, to create this series of different shows. Um, and I like the I always like the uh, actors in those. Like they're really really great actors, and um, they're so twisty. They really do their their job of making you push watch for that next episode. Yeah, I, no, I agree. Yeah, you're right. Um, Richard Armitage appears in a couple yes. of, of those and he's fantastic. Well, a funny one that we have watched a few episodes of at my house simply because the title got me. This is also from Netflix. It's called Murderville. And I was like, okay, I got to see what this is all about. And so this is a comedy murder mystery slash game show. I don't know how to describe it, but Will Arnett, who you might remember from Arrested Development, plays um, bumbling detective Terry Seattle. And each episode brings on a different celebrity guest who is essentially put in like a murder mystery game. The cast and crew create this um, full-on uh 
scenario for this celebrity guest to then try to discover who the culprit is in the murder mystery. Um, and they have to solve the mystery with the clues that are given to them. Inter- they have the opportunity to interview, you know, in different scenes, the different people, the different players. And if they do a good job, then they can solve the crime. And it's pretty hilarious because it turns into improv, of course. They have this celebrity guest who has no script. And it's pretty cute. I like the way that it pokes fun and kind of um, caricatures our murder mystery genre. And I think that that's good for us to remember that there's never anything serious going on here. So it's good for a laugh. So I've watched a couple of episodes of that, and I don't think I was in the right mood because it <laughs> didn't. <laughs> it, it, I only watched two episodes and I was like, I don't think I can watch another one of these. So I might have to revisit that. Yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think it's going to be like my go-to thing. And it's definitely better if the celebrity guest is either an actor or improv comedian themselves. When they get um, other people who really don't have a lot of acting background, they get pretty ridiculous. But um, it, yeah, again, if you if you love mysteries and you're in for a laugh, you might you might take it up one evening. So I'm going to share something that I'm looking forward to, and that is A Haunting in Venice, which will come out in mid-September. So we're recording this before it's released. Uh, and this is uh, Kenneth Branagh's latest in his Hercule Poirot series, adaptations of Agatha Christie books. Um, And this is based on uh, the Halloween party, which doesn't take place in Venice. Uh, You know, it takes place in a small English village. So it'll be really interesting to see how um, how that works. Yes, I am really looking forward to that. I can't wait to compare the book versus the movie, but it looks really scary, Sarah. It does look a little bit scary. Um, and so maybe it's, you know, not something that I'm going to watch uh, at night, but I have to go to a matinee or something. <laughs> but I really feel like um, in the end, Poirot is going to explain what really happened. And really, there was not anything that sinister going on all all along. So we'll see. We'll see if my prediction is right. Mm-hmm. Well, another um, upcoming show that I'm excited for is uh, The Fall of the House of Usher, which is releasing on October 12th of this year. And I suppose that this isn't technically a mystery, um, because if you've read Poe's short story uh, with the same title, you'll know this is more of a you know gothic horror, I suppose. But I think we can lump it in since we are talking about the grandfather of mystery. Um, this is also going to be a Netflix production. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do this because, of course, originally it's set in the 1800s in a big spooky uh, house, the House of Usher. But they're setting this in common time, current era. And um, the quote unquote House of Usher is more like a corporate kind of feel. So I'm excited to see what they do with this adaptation. Now, as I said before, with these groups of um, 
actors and producers that work together. This is done by the same group who have done Midnight Mass and The Haunting of Hill House. So you'll see some of those same faces, I'm sure, in this. And uh, yeah, so a much more sleek and different kind of creepy House of Usher. Oh, it sounds like it could be a little more kind of suspenseful, twisty and turny. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that sounds like it'll be really interesting. Maybe a little more like those domestic thrillers that we were referencing before. So um, I'm hoping that I'm happy with the way they adapt this Poe story. Uh, That's definitely something to look forward to. Well, Brooke, I think this was really good to talk about some of the things that we've been that we've been watching and and hopefully some of our listeners can find out what to watch next. Exactly. Or even maybe give us some suggestions of what they've been watching and what they've been enjoying. So thanks for listening today to Clued in Mystery. I'm Brooke. And I'm Sarah. And we both love mystery. Clued in Mystery is produced by Brooke Peterson and Sarah M. Stephen. Music is by Shane Ivers at silvermansound.com. Visit us online at cluedinmystery.com or social media at cluedinmystery. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, or telling your friends.